0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family.
1: This is Episode 219 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Hands On Gloves, the all-in-one revolutionary bathing, grooming gloves. And Horsemanship Radio is a part of the family of the Horse Radio Network. Today, we get to know the advanced students of the Monty Roberts International Learning Center from around the world. This is Debbie Lauks and you're listening to the Horsemanship Radio. Thanks for joining us. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 1st and the 15th of the month and I have my producer Jen with me today. Hi Jen. Greetings Debbie. It sounds like Hi. it's a busy place out there at Toronto. Uh, it it is. Yeah. We're, this is this is going to be the 15th of the month. Episode. So we are in the midst of a November, and you know how Novembers are anyway, with uh, holidays coming up and everything else. But nobody here ever eats turkey on Thanksgiving Day because most of them are from other countries that think we're silly that we eat big turkey birds. Really? Yeah.
2: So, so your exams frequently end up falling right around the holiday like that.
1: Well, this, yeah, they have. They have. Yeah. And we, we always have a whole house full of people for Thanksgiving. Everybody that's on the ranch is invited to mom's house and she gets, I have no idea how she gets these ginormous birds, but it is kind of a fun tradition. Um, we always think of everybody knowing what turkey is and how to eat it and all that stuff, but you should see their eyes bug out. 30-pound oh, wow. you know, bird coming out of the oven. I never even think about that, but yes,
2: other countries don't do the Thanksgiving thing the way we do. now. Do you frequently end up with guests who have never eaten turkey at all?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really? Or they've tried it, you know, out of a deli or something. Yeah, but that's different. They never see the bird coming that's, out of the oven. That's, that's the thing. That's a thing. Yeah, and all the fixings and everything and they, you know... It's fun. It's fun for them, and and often uh, if we if we do have somebody who's staying at the bunkhouse, or whatever, and they can fix something. They'll bring something traditional themselves too. Oh, that would be fun, fun wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll do the you know their own version of whatever it is—breads or desserts or something. You know how culturally we'll have we each have our own kind of thing. Yeah, it, it maybe you know Glennon is able skeevers, You know. <laughs> oh, Glenn Hebert, loved our Able sk- skivers. the head yes. of the Horse Radio Network here, amazing came out stuff. with you. Yes, mm-hmm. amazing stuff. You can able you skippers. can never go wrong with dough, powdered sugar, and jam. Yep. Butter. You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, for Thanksgiving, though, we will have all the traditional stuff. And if anybody brings anything crazy, I'll tell you about it. Oh, we'll yes. It save up, up, take pictures, etc. That's cool. Yep. That Well, I'm yep. excited about today's show because we're going to
2: get... An insider's look at the exams mm-hmm. at Flag Is Up Farms for becoming a a Monty Roberts instructor, and the word "exam" strikes fear into many, many hearts. So I'm really excited. <laughs> four to, <a> letter word. <laughs> four letter word. It is. I'm excited to hear about their anticipation and what they think it's going to be mm-hmm. like and how they got there. Because I suspect, despite the fact that many of these folks are from other countries and not the United States. We're going to see a lot in common with these horse people. Yes,
1: we are. It, it is pretty fun to see the the theme that goes through them. They care about their horses. They care about being fair. A lot of them were introduced to the concepts by dad's demonstrations over in Europe. So at a, at an early age, or we're given a book, or you know, there's there's all those reasons that people end up here. But I love what their perspective is over the last few years. So listen to what they've seen the arc happening in the horse world. It's really cool. And um, of course, you know, they're, they're shaking in their boots a little bit. This was a lunchtime, um, you know, that we're, we're calling in on and they're a little nervous about their gentling wild horses next. (laughs) So they don't have wild horses over there. So they'll give a little perspective on that. And uh, yeah, I, I have some, Tough questions prepared for them. Jay Michelson grew up bathing and grooming horses and dogs. Raised in Texas, he always wondered why his family couldn't find a better way than the old hard-to-hold curry combs or bathing mitts that never fit and the shedding blades that literally ripped the animal's hair right out. Well, fast forward 20 years, and Jay had an idea. Frustrated by the old products, still not improving after 20 years, he spent more than four years and several hundred thousand dollars developing hands on gloves, quickly realizing that the reason a quality comparable grooming product had never been developed, they were really difficult to make right. But he did it. Hands-on reaches far beyond the traditional curry combs, mitts, and shutters out there on the market. Wet or dry, the delicate gloves won't slip or fall off, providing both the groomer and the animal with more thorough and enjoyable grooming and bathing experiences. Constructed from durable, hypoallergenic, surgical-grade material, these lightweight gloves come in five sizes with extremely soft nodules on the fingers and palms. Trust me. Hands-on gloves are the best of all the ways out there to groom your horses, dogs, and cats. Put them on your gift list, too. Find all the sizes and all the colors at handsongloves.com. Happy to have you all here. I've got three lovely ladies in front of me that are from different parts of the world. Very excited to have you all here for the exams. This is like, this is storied territory for us. When we have the exams here once or twice a year, we're always excited to see who's who's the up-and-comers, who's going to be the next instructors out there, and where are you headed to, what you're going to do with your instructor certification, and how many lucky horses there's going to be out there to get to know you. And so I thought I'd first start with Anna Marie and, you know, just give us your names, gals, and then where you're from, And then we'll get into horse talk. Okay. All right.
3: Hi, I'm Anna-Marie Götz. I'm from
4: Hungary. I'm Claire Cousins
0: from the UK.
3: Hi,
1: (laughs) and I'm Ella Baumann, and I'm from Germany. But I bet you could ta- kind of tell that a little mm-hmm. bit, too, that a lot of our instructors do come out of Europe, which is pretty exciting. And mm-hmm. um, We do need some more here in the United States, not a small country. We're spread pretty thin. But we're really excited about how the concepts have been taken up for the last 30 years. Dad spent 30 years touring all over Europe and hopefully, you know, making some mm-hmm. dent in the efforts to take violence out of the training of horses. Tell me how far you think it's come. I know in you short, you're all young um, and you may have had some experiences with traditional horsemanship. But tell me, do you think that it's come um, a distance even in your lifetime?
0: You mean that it's come, that it's improving? Like the, in, yeah, like what I see. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. In Germany, I think there's a big movement, like because Monty was so famous there. He was always coming to tour and everybody knows him. Like when I say I come here, they're like, ah, oh, Monty, nice, nice. You're going there. So um I think he was the first one to like make the big change. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, a lot of people are using his concepts and um, also some develop it in another direction. But it's still like that. Yeah, I think he changed uh, a lot in the the horse world. And uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's also why I wanted to be part of it.
4: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so we have a facility in the UK where we have liveries. Um, and over the years, you can definitely tell
1: that people are more inclined to use the concepts of Montes. That's interesting. So liveries, and, and define that for us, for those people that don't call it liveries here in the U.S.
4: Yeah. Um. So people where they keep their horses at our place, boarding, I think it's mm-hmm. called in the boarding. U.S.? Boarding. <laughs> yeah.
1: Boarding. Yeah. So yeah. you'll see a lot of people. So you have people, definitely right? seen
4: a, a change over the number of
1: years, Yeah. 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 What would you say is the resistance to change at this point then?
4: Just people not understanding, I think, really. Um, And what they've been brought up with, what they've listened to and read, um, it's just what they think they have to do. Um, I did notice a show that I don't normally go to the shows in the local area, but I did go to a show recently um, and there were a lot of youngsters there, children on ponies and I was shocked at the traditional methods being used, <laughs> where like whips and pull in and push in and kick in, and yeah, really shocked. I can believe it. I'm
1: sorry to hear that. Yeah, Are, do you see trainers encouraging that, or do you think it's just ignorance on the children's part?
4: I think they just don't realise. They don't know any other way. They haven't been taught. Um, mm-hmm. So, well, it would
1: that's be good, job so. security for certified yeah. instructors, <laughs> yeah, then, <definitely>. I suppose. <laughs> what about yeah. you,
3: Anne-Marie? Uh, just to get that note, uh, in Hungary, I saw a lot of things when little children start to ride. The first thing they get from the shop after the mm-hmm. helmet is the whip. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, yes. it's fancy, yeah. it's sparkles, and it's so yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. So always uh, when I have a new children coming to our horse riding school, I always... You don't need that. Mm -hmm. Just put away, (laughs) throw it away. You don't need that. And that's the first thing. They just, oh, look what Mm -hmm. I have. and It's so sad. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, in Hungary, I think we have Kata and she's really good. And she's quite famous in Hungary. I mean, she she's done a lot of work with sport horses. But still, you know, we have these really old guys who just... The, the, the german method basically mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's oh the classical mm-hmm. method and they're really hard to convince about this and even guys who've seen monty uh, work in hungary they said ah oh, it's not good
5: mm-hmm. and i
3: have you seen him you were there mm-hmm. i was there you were mm-hmm. there too and mm-hmm. yeah and they think it's not working mm-hmm. so they have the same ideas yeah if the horse is this we we'll just hit it mm-hmm. so yeah of course we have some improvements and Kota does a lot of work in the mm. sports world mm. so it's really nice but now we started to uh, I started to compete in endurance and I I see that they have actually they are not hurting the animals but they mm. have no idea about the psychological how they learn what they see mm. so it's oh god
5: mm-hmm. and they are
3: riding for a long time so with generations of endurance riders and they have no idea about this so yeah but we have Progress. Uh, a lot of people try natural horsemanship and potparelli, but actually it's, it doesn't really work. A lot of people do the liberty, mm. but it's mm-hmm. not the good way. So not Florian.
5: Mm-hmm. They do the, mm.
3: yeah. not the good way and yeah. they get
1: injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not good. And then the horse is blamed.
3: Yeah. The uh, horses are
1: blamed for not, that.
3: Not, not necessarily, good. but you know, we have some girls, some young mm-hmm. girls from Fifteen to thirty, mm-hmm. or something, and they do this liberty with lot of horses, and one of the girls gets attacked, one mm-hmm. of her horse, mm-hmm. and she wasn't blaming the horse, but she was almost dying She almost died of mm-hmm. it. So, and they didn't see that liberties. You know, I always mm-hmm. tell the kids, just look at the ears of mm-hmm. the horse. You think they are they are happy with it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's really popular,
1: liberty. Mm. So liberty, endurance. What are some of the other disciplines that you're you think that you can help affect positively?
0: Um, I go with a carriage, mm-hmm. and I also go like now with a carriage with only a dually <laughs> halter on, mm-hmm. and, I, and my, I I train my horse mm-hmm. like that. I should, so she never had a bit on when she went on the carriage, and I think it's not like the way they wanted to see because they say oh it's dangerous but mm-hmm. it works perfectly on her because she doesn't like the bit so i thought yeah why don't i just go with a the dolly then mm-hmm. and it was from the first moment perfect and she's really sensible and i think yeah it could also change but uh yeah but i i think mm-hmm. like the traditional uh, people they they say no you have to put a bit so if i go on a um show or what is it like a um yeah, where you meet with other characters and go. Yeah,
4: yeah a parade. A parade,
0: yeah. uh, which I sometimes do. Then I always put the bit now because they, because they don't want to see it like that. But, and it's not allowed yet, but I think like that, uh, yeah. You, you can. I, I discovered it. It's possible. It's possible.
1: <laughs> it's possible. That. That's where we start, right? Yeah, we, we, exactly. we start there. Yeah, I would, I would do
4: the same as well. I also do carriage driving and at the competitions, they'd be horrified if I was just there with the duty halter, but mm-hmm. I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My pony would be
1: fine. Yeah. I love that. There's some competitions that don't even allow that, but I think that's changing now. Basically. Bitless bridles, side pulls. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: That's yeah. True. Um, yeah, I think you see, I'd like, see, obviously with the cross-country and show jumping, because I think that's where, Mm. especially the young ones with the whips and that, they don't, Mm. like, try and... Make the horse want to do it. Want Want to to do it. Yeah. Be forced over the
1: jump. Isn't that one of your favorite sayings from dad? Is um, the good trainer can get a horse to do most anything? The great trainer can cause the horse to want to do it. Yeah. I think that is the
3: theme. Yeah. 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 They're just the same. That that, that, the jumping, yeah, they need. Mm. And actually, the dressage in Hungary, they need to because, Mm. yeah, they used to (laughs) be plotted.
0: But racing still. Yeah, of course.
3: Racing still. there are rules that they are not allowed to use. Mm -hmm. too much Mm
0: -hmm. but still why do why do they use them anyway you know because the horse loves to run so if nobody has it then it's also equal you know thank
1: you for that yeah so right when you came in today too we were talking Mm -hmm. about how it's fun to talk to horsemen or non-horsemen about Mm -hmm. some of these concepts that you get to surprise people sometimes even with information have you had that experience too
4: yeah definitely. <laughs> I love speaking to people that don't really know much about horses. Um I can literally talk all day about it um with what I've learned recently on the advanced course give us
1: give us an example oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't I put me on something, the spot. <laughs> Something surprising. Yeah, you, any, anyone. Too. Any one um, of you. I mean, I I had a
3: girl and she doesn't understand that she was riding on uh, a track and she was doing the jumping and her horse doesn't, doesn't want to do the jump. Okay, and she finished uh, the work with the horse and she went back to the stable and she hit it, the okay. horse. And she doesn't understand why the horse gets frustrated. And I just asked her that, why so? First of all, why is the hit, and why after ten minutes later do you know that you have three seconds to to correct? I mean, it's not a correction, but see, the Mm -hmm. horse has no idea what happened. Why? Why did she get it? So, and she was just what? Yeah, and Mm -hmm. she had no idea about. And this, you know, the the information some one side of the brain, the other Mm -hmm. side, that's absolutely new information. Most of the jumpers,
4: sadly, whom I talk to, Mm
1: -hmm. so they
4: just oh.
1: It's interesting. The, the things they don't know.
4: Yeah, yeah, one thing I have really learned here, and a lot of people wouldn't know, I didn't, I never knew about it, was the breathing techniques um, and how that really makes a difference, especially with the wild horses. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, from experience, mm-hmm. how that's really worked. It really brings them down, yeah.
5: Do yeah, you definitely. use it now? And,
4: yeah,
1: and all just, the time. Do you, do you get surprising results in front of people maybe that they notice?
4: Yeah, and also with the... Um, the wither when you rub them on the withers and on the head how it lowers their heart rate um yeah. i think it said when you rub them on the head it can lower their heart rate by like 10 beats per minute or something that's crazy yeah. and it does work because mm. i have tried it with farrier visits and things like mm. that and definitely makes a difference I love that
5: yeah, yeah. You yeah.
0: surprise people with that? Yeah, I, I just had an experience last weekend. We went riding with a with a woman. She was really nice to take us on a on a um, trip to the beach with her horses. And when we arrived, she said, "Yeah, but they are um, actually. I think uh, they have never been on the beach, and they have also not been ridden so much. So we were like, "Oh wow, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we try that." And then my horse was, uh, yeah, yeah, very behaving young, and he was also trying to buck, and then. And I just Mm -hmm. let the reins loose and like try to move him forward and not like to hit him or to uh, take the reins like uh, tight and like um, blame it on him. But I just uh, said, okay, yeah, you try because you don't know better because you're young. So let's move forward. Let's move forward. And then for me, it was so normal to do that because, yeah, Monty's concept you do always like on the ground, on the horse, Mm -hmm. in the trailer, wherever you are. So I always think like what. What would he do? And then the owner was so surprised. He said, wow, like, yeah, wow. I think that was so good for him because at the end he was uh, calming down and could also trot and on the beach and where he has never been. And she was so surprised that she was like, I thank you so much to to ride my horse. You helped me so much and made a window open that, yeah, I didn't know exists. You know, Mm -hmm. she said, yeah, probably because he was at a trainer before. And then she took him away because she saw it's not going to go anywhere. And she said, yeah, there they were really strong to him. And like, I think also hit him. I don't know. But yeah, he was fine, you know, and not. Yeah, he was just Inexperienced, I think, mm-hmm. yeah? or, or had bad experience, but he was yeah. so feeling nice that he didn't get any, yeah. uh, any pressure on him, but just like the movement which horses like to go forward (laughs) yeah so that was nice how she reacted because for me it was already normal but she said no that was so nice i've never seen somebody riding a horse that bucks with a loose rein and make him move and want to go forward you know and yeah that was a nice experience yeah that's
1: (laughs) wonderful I, i i love what you're learning here i love that you are good students. You've mm-hmm. gotten this far, and um, yeah, <laughs> no. And you've got fast. your. Tell me, tell me, as as we wrap, I know we want to talk to you about your horses too after this is all over and see what you do. But tell me what you want to do with your certification. What are your plans for the future?
3: Okay, I hope I get it, but I I'm <laughs> not sure I'm gonna pass these. Let's just but, plan it. Yeah, let's just plan it. Uh, I I really want to try to teach and spread Monty's uh, methods. In between the endurance riders, because now I'm in the group, obviously. And I'm, I'm an outsider because I, I ride in a different style. And I, yeah, but still, uh, and I want to have the kids and, you know, the next generation who are not professional riders. So they're not show jumper or anything. They're just pleasure riders to just let loose the whip and just think like the horse. So I just want to teach them. So that's, that's the, that's the concept. Because in Hungary, to be honest, Kata is she's the queen and it's Mm -hmm. fine she's Mm -hmm. the best so she has the sports word. so Mm -hmm. she has the jumpers she has the race in a bit Mm -hmm. but they are hard to change in hungary Mm -hmm. and the dressage is a different thing but and so i have the end dress Mm -hmm. (laughs) and western riders are
1: they are good i i would say the the western riders behave themselves with the whips okay good
3: (laughs) yeah they they don't use the whips of course they some some of them follows King clinton anderson and some ugly guys but still they have a better approach and they know the psychology
1: part about the horse that's interesting i i i wouldn't have known that about the western. i mean it's a long way from the western united states in hungary right
3: uh, it's not that long actually the first thing was which was a big hit was pereli oh, and then okay. slowly it. And we have a really mm-hmm. minor community in the Western riders, mm-hmm. but they are they but have a different op- approach than the classical riders, oh, and it's helpful. That's, that's hopeful. I love yeah. that. Okay.
4: And what is <coughs> and So I really want to help people who, where they're having difficulties with their horses and they're not getting the results that they require, um, just to realise that it's not because the horse is playing up because it doesn't want to do it or whatever, it's just it doesn't understand what they're asking it to do because um, I think that is a big problem. Um, it's just that the horse doesn't understand. If it's not doing what you want it to do, it just doesn't understand you. Um, so I think, yeah, hopefully spread the... Concepts as far well as possible mm-hmm.
1: um, in the UK. So you're going to have classes, you're going to yeah. teach courses. Already. Yeah. yeah. But not all that yeah. active. I mean, we. I think there's a lot more horsemen than there are instructors.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is true. true. And also I like the idea, um, so we have the Exmoor ponies in the UK, mm-hmm. the wild mm-hmm. ones, um, which are endangered. Mm-hmm. So maybe if we can help working with those mm-hmm. to find them homes
1: then so is the That's gentling cool. part of this fun for you yeah. because it is a good experience here yeah, safe in the same. shoots and everything
4: yeah yeah so my sister and I've got two ex more ponies that we got in October 21 um, so yeah I've
1: been working with them for the last yeah. Yeah, that's been really interesting and that's, that's really <laughs> yeah. cool yeah people if you haven't googled the exmoor ponies it's a great story out of england too and they're they're beautiful they and have
4: to manage the breeding because there's so few of them
1: um mm-hmm. so they have to um sell the
4: youngsters every year mm-hmm. and obviously you want those to, uh, to go to homes yeah, where they're going to be able to do something not just Stay completely wild and right. not be handled.
1: So, yeah. yeah, well, good luck with that. That <laughs> sounds great.
4: <laughs> Yeah, I'm also
0: like the, the other two girls. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine to teach and, um, I was a teacher before I, at a, um, uh, normal school for kids like elementary school and high school. So I think that uh, should not be the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah. And I also love the, the wild uh, horses. And I did tra- also train some exmo ponies with a friend, uh, who also did the exva- advanced, um, course, but not the exam yet. And we had so much fun to train them. It was so nice. So I would love to train more wild horses, but I don't know if I have the possibility because in okay. Germany, there are not so many. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we do also have, yeah, exactly. And we do also have some project with wild horses, but um I was so busy now with the preparation for the exam. So I did not plan everything <laughs> already <laughs> yeah. for the future. But uh, yeah, I have uh, some ideas. Um, yeah. And also to help people with uh, mm-hmm.
1: remedial horses mm-hmm. would yeah. be nice. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of a better place to put the instructors in remedial horses that have just most mostly been misunderstood, right? Mostly misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I, I, one of my favorite things is to um, – exposed to people that we treat horses like carnivores sometimes Mm -hmm. because we're around dogs and cats, right? right? Mm -hmm. And people go like, hmm, what's that mean? A flight animal is different. And it's so fun. I can see you all nodding your heads that it's fun (laughs) to play with the psychology of it when you realize that they'd never thought about that before. Mm -hmm. It kind of puts horses on a different level for That people. really
4: surprises people when you talk about that and yeah, being that animal rather
1: than predator. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah, that's my first. Because don't, don't pet the horse think. and don't feed from the hen. Yeah. Right yes. Yes. after you throw away, throw away yeah. the <laughs> feet. Right? <laughs> right
5: after
1: that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's wonderful mm-hmm. talking to you. I'm um, wonderful that you gave me a little time during your busy week here at the exams. I um, hope you're enjoying California and. And our farm, and uh, we love having people through, so send people our way, but good luck to you. <laughs> and you. we'll be talking to your other, your other um, compadres, too. Mm-hmm. It's really nice to have you all here. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Monty likes to say that the concepts inherent in the language equus are based upon always giving the horse the power of choice. This is why he created his online university. So rehabbing and rehoming racehorses, you want to save them all. We get it. You will love this series with Monty and Jamie Jennings, host of Horses in the Morning and a certified Monty Roberts instructor out of Oklahoma. They work together on retraining X racehorses, or off-the-track thoroughbreds, for new purposeful careers. See this series at MontyRobertsUniversity.com. Well, we're sitting here today on a lovely sunny day in California, but I've got a nervous lady here. <laughs> I've got, yes. I'm sitting with Bia Franco, who is actually um, taking a moment for us to um, forget about the exams for just a moment. She has challenged the exams, which I must point out is very very brave very brave but very i think calculated and i think it's smart and we're gonna find out why too um because (laughs) right right so tell us a little bit about tell us who you are where you're from and then why your um, husband valdo um talked you into
5: (laughs) coming here well uh i'm bia franco i'm from brazil uh, a little town called uh, Barretos in the countryside of the Sao Paulo state. We're a very agriculture city. We have the largest uh, rodeo in, I would say, all South America, if not the world, not the like world. when you put the festivals and everything together. It's a very big thing we have back home. And um, the way he put me into the, because I was scared of horses before doing all this. And, and then he goes like, he's always trying to take me to the ranch and play with horse. And I'm like, no, not, not this time, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> and then we were just like sitting. And then it came out the conversation to, that he had some horses at the ranch that he would like, he would like to tame because of all of how it is to, in Brazil, I mean, uh, you can't really trust somebody, your horse, that they're going to do the gentle way and not the breaking way. So these horses, if I understand, you have some horses,
1: you've been married for a while now, and, uh, and you have some horses in the Yes, that have not
5: been started at all, no, right? They were just at the farm, uh, at the ranch, uh, just let go. You, nobody would care for them. We call that feral. Feral. <laughs> we had feral horses. Good.
1: Feral horses. Okay, so let me get this right. You're a woman living in Long Beach now. Your husband's been in IT for... Oh, 22 20 years, years. 22 years or something. And he gets an idea that you should come to the farm and take what course?
5: Oh, my. When he saw it, it was uh, double-line double line lunging and he goes like oh they're in module 3 or 4 i don't remember and we're late and i'm like oh gosh are we <laughs> let's go then <laughs> and then i came with him and i i barely could touch a horse when i arrived here mm-hmm. it would it was like it's been a challenge for me since the beginning really big everything ever like every minute mm-hmm. And uh, it's really nice to overcome a fear, to overcome these challenges, and you see how you can progress. I think the smartest thing you did, though,
1: I mean, you might be thinking it sounds like a crazy story right now. But, you know, if you had to learn about horses or anything, you'd want to go to a person who, number one, has spent their lifetime studying that animal. But second of all, To explain it from the ground up, from the psychological angle, from the psychology of a horse or equine behavior, as opposed to, here, here's a halter, here's here's a line— go get that horse. You actually did it from the ground up. And I think this is actually super smart of you because how many people start with bad habits from the time they were, you know, nine and a half years old and they were taught to use a whip or they were taught to, you know, be aggressive with horses before they were aggressive with you or something. So here you started, even though you had fears and you had doubts, you actually got explained why horses behave the way they were. Do you think that was like the most brilliant thing you've
5: ever done? You've <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, it's been a trip to this, uh, I would say. And it's amazing how, how we fall in love the first time we came here for a three day course. That's what we were doing. We're like, oh, let's check that out. Waldo said, like, oh, I saw this Monty Roberts. He's the, this guy. Let's, let's see. And then we went and we were just in love with, with the, with the message that he wants for the world and actually this is also what we want to bring to Brazil that we think it's so needed over there mm-hmm. and and I think that's the most part that it keeps me going mm-hmm. it's like how I think I can change a lot of mm-hmm. people's lives back there mm-hmm. so that's what I keep thinking about to mm-hmm. to not just jump in the car and go back home <laughs> <laughs> running <laughs> She's doing
1: great, by the way. Yeah. People who are listening to this, no, I, I think that's um, you know, a lot of times we have horse girls on here. You know, we ask people when did they get into horses, how did they get into horses, um, but it's it's rare when we have somebody who says, you know what, I started at age I don't know. You have a couple of kids, so I'm not even going to say, yeah. but you know, you're not twelve. And you are um, starting a brand new life, but what a way to go back to Bahetos! Now, tell us a little bit about your family's relationship with Bahetos too.
5: Well, my my mom and dad has a, a restaurant, and my dad it's part of the group that it's in charge of the rodeo. That the the Os Independentes is the the group that found the founder of the the Bahetos festival. Mm-hmm. So my dad is part of that since he's a, a single guy because you need to be single mm. to to be part of this group to mm. get in. Mm. Then you can get married, but to get in you need to be single I and didn't even know th- that. Yeah, there is uh, yes. So so my dad's part of the group and and we have a relationship with the people that does the the rodeos and I think we can do a great partnership there mm. with them too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: what do you think you talking to your dad and he's his experiences around horses what do you think has surprised him the most that, of the things that you've learned
5: Well my dad is not a very horsey person actually my mom was the one that was born in a farm mm. and she would she said that uh, her parents would make her sleep in the horse you know how to to choose the yeah, yeah. So that, and she would fall asleep in the horse. Oh. Uh, so my mom came from from a farm setting. Mm. My dad was more of a city guy, okay. and I think that's why he joined the club. You oh, know, just I to see. be with uh, with uh, other people. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then we have farms. But then we would go on horse. On horse ride rides at our ranch, and with with the cousins and and play with the horses right there, when when we were young, and uh, also I I participate in st- street events and at the rodeo. I even I one time I got in a horse with a flag, and oh yeah yeah, yeah. and the then in uh, the parade, and then uh, I don't know somehow I just start feeling fear of them. I think it was after motherhood, to tell you the uh-huh. truth. And then, you know, how you fear everything, and and then... But then, not anymore. Yeah,
1: not <laughs> anymore, not anymore. So, Bia, what do you want to do with your certification? What are your plans?
5: Well, Waldo and I, we have a plan to first introduce this to the rodeo. Uh, and I think it will be amazing if we can achieve that. That would be really nice. And we would also like there are three major things we would like to do in, in Waldo's Ranch. It will be work with, uh, with cowboys from the farms that, you know, that's where it really begins, the mistreating of the horses. Mm-hmm. And then we want to empower women to, to be part of this. And because in Brazil, we have a culture that a gentling, a horse, it's not breaking, like over there is breaking, I, I would say some some of them. So it's only for tough guys. And so we want to introduce and say, look, in the United States, in Europe, women are the majority, Come on, girls, and bring them in, you know, and bring them with the family, with the kids. They do the horses. The family do something else at the ranch. That's what some of the things we want to do. And then we want to also do a partnership with, with, with city, with some schools to work with kids. Fantastic. Because I think, uh, the drugs and the violence in Brazil is really big mm. and we need to address that mm. and and maybe we we can also do our ranch we can also do also the it was independent said we can use everything they have for us for the programs with Monty Roberts and Waldo and I and so that's that's our expectations that's yeah, just okay. a s- small few
1: no that's huge <laughs> that is huge yeah, it's just changed the culture in Brazil, but it is happening though. Don't you think a little bit that people are becoming more aware of the concepts or is it, uh, do we have a long way to go? Is it job security for those with certification? <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, I don't know. We have job security <laughs> there, but, um, The changes I see, I see happening. We we even saw some guys doing the gentling with horses and presentations, and saying, "Look, you don't need to hit. You don't need the whip. You don't need to use any violence." We saw that. We saw that there are some. There is even a another university there that they teach stuff with the horses. So we see that it is people are getting more aware but i don't know the people that don't have the means mm-hmm. like this this cowboy guys that lives in the farm mm-hmm. i don't know if they see any other mm-hmm. things which is one of the things we want to achieve maybe do something more compact for them mm-hmm. you know so they because not as as deep in as we do here yeah. but just to show them that look You can do better, man, Mm -hmm. you know, and you will be better. You feel better and the energy goes and it flows, you know, you put the good out there Mm -hmm. and the good will come right back in. I
1: love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely true. I think that half of it is just them seeing the demonstration, right, of join up and how a horse can be treated generously and fairly and get more from that session, Um, Without taking away from the trust, which is beautiful. And it's beautiful to watch you. And, you know, you say that you're a little on the edge here, but this is a woman who sings and plays the guitar (laughs) in front of live audiences and can do anything she wants to do. So she's doing it this week.
5: This week, it's with horses, right? It is. This week, the challenge is here and it's where I'm really focused. I haven't even called home <laughs> because I'm like, I'm really focused here. I don't want to look any other side. Um, but yeah, we're yeah. very focused yeah. on getting that done. Good. Well, good luck um, to you. I'm very you. excited to hear
1: how you do. I'm lucky horses is all I can say. Yeah. Lucky thank horses. Thank yeah. God. Yeah.
5: <laughs> thank you,
1: Thanks. Sure. I'd like to introduce one of our German students here who's flown all the way over from uh, the European continent to take the exams this week. As we've been talking about, we finally got some sunshine. It rained so hard for two days. We thought we were in England for a second, Um, but we're glad we're not. We're glad you're here. You want to introduce yourself and tell us where you're from.
6: Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Kati. I'm from Germany. And yeah, I came all the way to the U.S. to, um, yeah, study Monty's methods now and do the exam. And do the exams. Yeah. You've been studying
1: the methods though for some time now, right?
6: Yeah. We started um, 2018 before COVID hit. Um, yeah. I watched uh, Monty's uh, show at the Equitana and then I saw two German instructors over there and um, I always wanted to take the courses, but um, of course, it's uh, really expensive to go all the way to the US. So after school, I first had to start like studying and working. Um, yeah. But on the Equitana, I saw Monty with his team and there were two really nice German instructors. and uh, so I so I watched them and wanted to see also not only how they are with the horses, but also with the people. Mm. So, yeah. So, and then I decided to start the courses with them. And now, yeah, they teach me in Germany. And now I'm finally
1: here in the U.S. at the Flaggers Up Farms and I'm super happy. Ah, it's 2022. That's a long bit of time to yeah. wait. I love the fact that you said that you were watching how they reacted with people mm-hmm. as well as with horses. So you were judging them a little bit. Yeah.
6: Yeah, of course. I mean, um, not in a bad way, but, um, you know, um, I like um, teachers or instructors, people who teach me something who are also empathic with humans because um since I'm a child, I have really hard times when people like yell at me. I remember in writing school, every time the writing teacher started to yell at me, I would tense up. And of course, that's all what we are learning. Like tensing up is the, like the worst thing you can do. So, um, but still, um, every time someone puts really pressure on me and yells at me I feel like okay my brain shuts down like the horse just like the horse and I cannot learn anymore mm. and I um, I um really wanted to learn the methods but I knew knowing myself after all those years that I need someone who's also like able to teach me um, so that I really can work with the concepts because you cannot um, teach the horse to release the like to not tense to trust and you release the pressure when you are still holding the pressure because someone's watching there and giving you a hard time and so yeah I was really um hoping that I would find um instructors who also be yeah helping me and mm-hmm. um they both really did.
1: That's good. It is we, we talked a little bit about in another group that a lot of instructors are still handing their young students whips and other pieces of equipment or giving them instruction to, you know, be domineering. Um, unfair to the horse too. So I imagine you're going to go on another track. What do you think is one of the most valuable tools that they can use these young people to learn?
6: Yeah, definitely. Also, um, when you when you want to become a horse trainer or just when you want to work with horses, and especially in Monty's method, like you have to uh, be empath- empathic with mm-hmm. the horses. And you also have to be empathetic with humans because in the end, you will always, most of the time, um, also, um, also train the, the people, the owners, um, the people around the horse. So you also have to be nice uh, to the people. You have to know how to tell them so that they also don't shut down, but keep listening. Right. So I think, um, as a, yeah, as an instructor in Monty's methods, it's, it helps a lot if you're also, um, yeah, good with people and, mm-hmm. um, because it helps you keeping, um, yeah, keeping to spread the message. And yeah, and then yeah. it's way more easy for the students to really understand the, um, Yeah, all what it's about and can also, um, yeah, work with the body and the mind free of Mm -hmm. their own pressure. And yeah, that helps a lot for the horses.
1: I imagine breathing. You're you're going to go into a gentling session here in just a Mm -hmm. few minutes. And I imagine that teaching people to breathe is a big
6: part. It's such a big part, Monty's always saying it, and um yeah, but when you're in the round pen with a young horse or untouched horse or something, and you have to work um, with them, and you really feel okay, well, if I'm not one hundred percent in control of my own body of my in my of my own adrenaline of my own breathing, like i um, I will mess up and not for myself, but for the horse, and this will forever. And ever stick with the horse, so it's my once in a li- once in a lifetime for the horse chance to make it white, and I have to be I'm one hundred percent sure of myself. So breathing is a uh, super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you have opportunities in Germany to work with wild horses? Uh, Rarely, so that was really um, hard to to prepare for the exam. We have some um, wild horses in Germany, but there it's not that they just allow you to come in and practice. So uh, we came a little bit in advance to the US to because here are more places uh, the mustang sanctuaries um, to to practice working with the with the wild ones, with the untouched ones because it's so much different. And when you when you're working at home with your um, with your like normal horses who who are used to people and all the noises, you act really different. And then... Um all of a sudden being in the presence of an untouched horse so, mm. and we thought okay we cannot step out of the airplane and directly go to the gentling we have to come in that mood so mm. we went to a Mustang Sanctuary before. Oh that's great and I heard you maybe took a trip to the beach too did you go? Yes yes um, we have an amazing host here and uh, yeah we, we got the chance to um, went riding on the beach with her young horses and that was of course an amazing ex- experience for us because it was the first um, time for the young horses to be at the beach and they are not ridden frequently and not not um yeah not many uh, miles under the saddle so um yeah it was really exciting and also of course we could um we could directly use what we are learning what we're doing all the time so it's perfect so it's not only of course you have to study and learn and read but also it's like your everyday handling with the horses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a
1: perfect opportunity to also show what we learned so far. Yeah, good. That Serendipity, that's good. And um, so what what are your intentions to do with the certification? What are you going to do when you go home with all the the newfound? First of all, we have to pass the
6: exam. Okay, right, yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> that's uh, the first main goal. And yeah, actually, there are, many different things to do or I would love to do so I have to find of uh, yeah kind of structure it a little bit and see really where my path is going but one thing I'm uh, really interested in is um yeah how can we teach people from the beginning when they start with horses what is the right way because am um, I often like for me it also took some years when I was young I already felt that there's much more that they didn't um teach me in writing school but I couldn't find anyone else who showed me so um and then yeah I went back to the traditional ways all the time how people tell you how to do it because if you're young you don't know a better way you can read the books but it's difficult then to just apply it on your own so um, I really wa- want to find a way um, especially for young children like if they start writing like and the parents are not into horses they don't have an idea that you can directly Teach them how to be with the horse. What, what do you have um, to know about horses? Psychology, everything, training. What is training? How we are training all the time. So I think, um, because the older the people are and then all of a sudden they have a problem with the horse and then they call a trainer, but then it's oftentimes really late or they are like, why wasn't I told before? Mm-hmm. Like I'm like 20, 30, 40, 50 years, whatever. And why, what, why did I don't know about it? So, yeah. um, it would mm-hmm. make it easier for the horses from the beginning and for the people people directly um so yeah i think that would be an awesome point um
1: yeah to change a little bit um the education in germany mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everywhere really yeah. but i'm glad you're being effective there so what's your horse's name that you're going to be working with
6: uh, today in the gentling uh-huh. it's nigella and my starter horse is a beautiful arabian mare called aspen aspen
1: and tell me a little bit about them what do you think
6: Yeah, um Aspen, oh she's super sensitive, typical Arabian map, super pretty. Um yeah, and yeah, she's um giving me um, a lot of good learnings. Um mm-hmm. it's um she is really easygoing but also super sensitive and she reacts immediately. So um yeah, also um, it's never it's never stop stopping to learn. So even with her I still have those moments where I think okay, that was now definitely my fault and she reacted. So now I have to cure it again, but she's um she's much fun to work with. Lovely mare and yeah, I hope that I can give her a good start. Um yeah, in um yeah, getting to used to the tag and the long lining and the groundwork, yeah,
1: yeah. there's a lot there's a lot to remember order that you use and everything else. So aspen the. Arabian, they're sensitive, aren't they? Yeah, she's beautiful. And what
6: was the
1: other? The other one is Nigella. Nigella, and so now it's going to be our
6: first session. So I cannot really know. say a lot, but um of course we have seen her the last days around, and um, she is uh, super sensitive. She would jump from every no- noise, like when we were walking past by. I always I know that I have to say something. Like I always say, "Okay, guys, we come. are coming. Don't you don't have to jump because so they are so super sensitive." Mm-hmm. So um yeah and she was when I marked out her stable she was reaching out to me with her nose, so super curious, but she could not make the move Mm -hmm. yet to touch me and I know okay if I would force her now so I was waiting always she would come like every day a step closer reaching Mm -hmm. out uh, trying to sniff my hand so um, I'm really looking forward to show her now that the touch is a good thing Mm -hmm. and that we are scrubbing giving her uh, scratches and giving her head rubs and that everything is nice and then that we will not hurt her so that to give her to really take away the the scare that she has now of the first touch. So yeah. she's already reaching out. So today I think uh, finally I can um, touch her and then she she knows how, how the whole thing is going and that nothing will happen.
1: That's it. wonderful. Okay, so Nigella gets her first touch from a human today. So these are not remedial horses. These are completely feral, untouched horses. Well, good luck today. I'm excited to hear. And I'm excited for Nigella too. Absolutely. Too. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me.
4: Whisper the language of the herd. Listen, you don't have to say a word.
2: It's time for Jamie Jennings to fetch an email from Monty Roberts inbox and share a morsel of Monty's wisdom in a little segment we like to call Ask Monty.
7: Leave this
0: world a better place, Emma. The magic in the
7: language of the
4: herd.
7: Dear Monty. Sometimes my horse wants to put his tongue above the bit. I think he does that because he's nervous. Although I've tried to put a rubber thing on the bridle to avoid this, I think it only stressed him more. I would like to go to the origin of the problem if possible and not to apply a remedy that doesn't solve the problem. He stopped doing this for the last months, but then started again this week, and I really want to understand why this happens and solve it because I know it means he's not comfortable. Can you help me? Monty's answer. I love this question. I suppose the reason I like it so much is that I think I have a very good answer for it, and this answer has a twist to it that people find interesting. During the first half of my career with horses, I recall that I shared the same opinion with virtually every professional that I knew. If a horse was inclined to put his tongue over the bit, one should elevate the bit in the horse's mouth so that it's more difficult for him to negotiate the act of placing his tongue on top of it. It seems to me that I had as much trouble as everyone else with this particular problem. After riding the young horse for a month or two, the habit seemed to go away, and naturally I made the assumption that I knew what I was doing and that elevating the bit was an effective way to cure young horses of this annoying habit. The fact is that horses find it very uncomfortable to carry the bit when it's under their tongue, and it seems that eventually they come to the conclusion that it is much better to keep the tongue under the bit. Given this piece of information, one would have to conclude that I was never very successful at all in helping them with this problem. It simply went away under natural circumstances. Well, one day I was working with young horses on Flag Up farms, and a gentleman from Australia came through and introduced himself as a professional horse trainer in Australia. Somehow, we got on to the discussion regarding tongues over bits. He told me that he had discovered a very simple way of dealing with this problem, and naturally, I asked him for his formula. He told me to drop the bit about two notches or so from the normal position. He advised me that I should make it easy for the horse to put his tongue over the bit in those early days, giving the horse the freedom of choice, but allowing them the discomfort of negative behavior was an absolutely remarkable solution, and it has worked for me like a charm ever since. It doesn't seem logical until one observes closely the true nature of the horse and stops attempting to force behavior, employing instead that wonderful methods of making it easy on the horse when he does the right thing and uncomfortable for the horse when he does the wrong thing. I don't know this man's name, so I can't give him personal credit for this discovery, but maybe someday he will come back around to claim his rightful handshake and nod of approval. The answer to this question supports my theory that if we are the best horse people possible, we will employ freedom of choice as much as we possibly can. True, we should recognize that negative behavior must be followed by negative consequences, but absolutely in the absence of violence. Thanks, Monty.
1: For more of these insights into good horsemanship, go to MontyRoberts.com and click on the words Ask Monty at the bottom of the page.
0: Where in the world is Monty Roberts?
1: Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged. So December 17th, we have a mountain trail play day coming up. That's what we have in the middle of every month. So I'm going to say a few of those dates. Then December 16th through 18th, we have a horse sense and healing. Then skip to January. On January 14th, we have a mountain trail play day, right? And on January 21, we have a horsemanship 101. In February, on February 4, we have a mountain trail play day. Uh Uh-oh, that got early in the month, but... Because we're busy in the month of February, I want you all to think about coming to the Gentling Wild Horse course. That's February 6th through 10th, five days. And then February 13th through 25 is the intro course of horsemanship. And 13th through 15 is the module out of that, which is the introductory course module one, first Steps to Monty's Methods. Then the February 16 through 18 is the introductory course module two, that's join up. And then February 22 through 24 is the intro course module three, long lining. We will have an exams on uh, February 23 through 25 for the introductory course in, as a whole. And that would be preparation for the intro exams on the 23rd through 25. And then long term thinking here March 2023. On March 11, we have a Horsemanship 101. Those are super popular and fill up fast. In fact, our January one might be close to filling up. So that January 21, if you want one, uh, get in on the Horsemanship 101. It's the foundation of Monty's concepts. You might be a horseman for 50 years. But I bet there's stuff you'll learn on this one. So March 11th, we'll have a Horsemanship 101 as well. Then March 13th through 17th, we have Monty's Special Training. This is the one we film and we use for television. It's a lot of fun. We use it for our uni lessons because we never know what we're going to get on a Monty's Special Training. 13th through 17th of March. And then on the 18th, we have our Mountain Trail Play Day. So that's as much as I'm going to give you. Why, Jen? Because they, l- they look it up on the website, right? That's right. MontyRoberts.com. It has all of that and more.
2: You can also call Flag is Up Farm at 805-688-6288. You know, I think of the Horsemanship 101 course mm-hmm. for people who have a lot of horse experience. They're not new to horses. That's Horsemanship true. 101 is going to take you from horseman to horseman 2.0. Oh, should we call it that? <laughs> yeah, you, you. Well, you can take all of the things that you know about horsemanship.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Many of the things you're going to go, well, yes, that's that's reaffirming. But then you're going to take away so many things, and I, I know this from experience, having gone to the movement and having spent lots of time talking to you and Monty and Jamie. Mm-hmm. You're going to have so many global light bulb moments where you say, yeah. <laughs> where you, where you take in some little bit of information that might be to a particular thing, but you can apply it globally to everything you do with a horse. Yep. And then you, you scratch your head and say, why hadn't I ever thought of that before? <laughs> and you can apply it to just so many places. So even if you are an experienced equestrian, mm. uh, horsemanship 101 is going to give you so much insight into making yourself a better horseman.
1: Absolutely. And know. it's a lot of fun too. It's a lot of fun
2: too. <laughs> well there's that. <laughs> and
1: there's that. And
2: it's and then it's
1: it's California in the winter.
2: There's that well, too.
1: Well, true. That's true. Yeah. And our and our Januaries can be, you can get those hot days and cold days. Who knows? But um January and March are great days to do the horsemanship one oh one. We planned it that way, didn't we? Yes, we planned
2: we did. it that way. And hello it might be a little chilly. It might be a little toasty, but it's not going to be snowing.
1: No. no. It, Mm-mm. Not Minnesota here. And
2: for details <laughs> about today's show and so much more, you can go to horsemanshipradio.com. By the way, you can also go to MontyRoberts.com and find this podcast's one stop shop, and you'll find more information about our guests there. We love your feedback. We love to hear from all of you Monty Roberts fans. Great way to do that is through social media. On Facebook, it's Monty Roberts, the one with the little blue check mark on Twitter, as well as Instagram. It's Monty underscore Roberts. And many thanks to our sponsors. Who are they?
1: HandsOnGloves.com and MontyRobertsUniversity.com. Be sure to visit all the other great shows too on the Horse Radio Network, the number one horse radio network in the world. And that's at www.horseradionetwork.com. Until next time, have many happy horse hours.